Good to be in the house of God today. I'm sure you've enjoyed a wonderful weekend, a holiday weekend, and I'm sure many of you have been spoiled and you've had friends and relatives to come by and all of that other good stuff. But, you know, today is the first day of the week. Amen. Time to put all of that to the side yeah. and give God all of your attention. Yeah. And it's time to worship God. Amen. Amen. But you know what? I can't think of a greater gift and opportunity than, or I say privilege, than to just come together upon the first day of the week and assemble and praise God and worship him in accordance to his word. This morning, we would like to talk about warning signs, Mm -hmm. warning signs, you know, in dealing with our health. Usually before something goes terribly wrong with our health, there are warning signs. Uh Amen. 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 And uh, like heart attacks, strokes, usually situations like those, there are warning signs. Uh Now, whether we pay attention to them or not, whether we take heed to those signs or not, that's another story. But in most cases, in most cases, there are warning signs that occur and we just brush it off. Uh-huh. We brush it off, said, no, that couldn't be happening to me. Couldn't be happening to me. I just don't believe that um, until you're stretched out on the table in the emergency room mm-hmm. or in surgery. Mm-hmm. Warning signs. Warning signs are given for a reason. Yes, to make us aware that something's wrong or guess what? Don't do this to avoid trouble. Take heed. Amen. Amen. So this morning, we want to talk about some spiritual warning signs. Not up here to talk about any any physical health issues, because I'm not I'm not qualified in that field. But we are going to talk about some spiritual warning signs that all of us as the people of God need to take heed to. And if we're looking to live a more prosperous, a a more efficient life, if we're looking to have more peace in our lives, if we're looking for just something better in the upcoming year, you know what? We need to pay attention to these warning signs. Mm -hmm. You know, the word of God gives us everything that we need to know. It gives us everything we need to know, but it also provides unto us what we need in order to live a peaceable life. Mm -hmm. But the question is, will we open up the Bible and study it to find out what the warning signs are, what the information is? As it was read in chapter two of Second Timothy two, it says study verse 15, study to show thyself approved unto God. A workman that needed not be ashamed. It says study. So there's something required on our part. Uh There's something we need to do in order to obtain the information that has been given. Warning sign number one. We should not neglect our salvation. Amen. Amen. Hebrew two and three. We should not neglect our salvation. I would like to, I would like for you to turn over to Hebrews chapter two. You don't mind using your Bible this morning, do you? No, sir. 
I, I know we're in 2021, almost in 2022. It ain't a cool thing to carry Bibles anymore. You know, we say, well, I got it on my phone and everything, but is it okay to use your Bible? I hope you still know what. Do you, do you have it downloaded on your phone? I guess that's what I need to ask. I'm sure you got everything else downloaded. Do you have the Bible on your phone? I would like to back up in Hebrews chapter 2. Back up to verse number 1. It said, therefore, we ought to give more earnest heed. To the things which we have heard, least at any time we should let them slip. For if the word spoken by angels was steadfast and every transgression and disobedience received a just recompense or reward, how shall we escape if we neglect so great salvation, which at the first began to be spoken by the Lord and was confirmed unto us by them that heard him. How can we escape? We should not neglect our salvation. You know what? That should be the number one most important thing going on in all of our lives today. Because you know what? You're going to die one day. And your soul is going to spend eternity somewhere. Your soul is going to spend eternity somewhere. And you know what? You need to make sure if nothing else ain't together in your life, you need to make sure you're on that straight and narrow. You need to make sure your house is in order. Amen. Amen. What did did Solomon say? What did the preacher say over in Ecclesiastes? He said, let us hear the conclusion of the whole matter. After all of the things that he had discussed. In the book of Ecclesiastes about the vanity and all of these things and what he had accomplished and what he had gained, what he had and what he lost and all the things. He said, you know what? The summary of it all is fear God. Keep his commandments. For this is the whole duty of man. Because one day you're going to stand before him. One day you're going to stand before him to give an account of the things that you have done in this body. Yeah, Second Corinthians 5 and 10 said, we're all going to appear before the judgment seat. Yes, sir. You ever give any thought to that? Mm. You ever give any thought to that throughout the course of the week that I'm going to stand before the judgment seat one day. I'm going to be naked as naked can be. I don't care who you fooled, who you deceived on this side of life. You're going to be known and seen for who you really are Amen. when you stand there. Amen. You're going to have to give it in. The Bible said every idle word yeah. that we have spoken, we're going to do what? We're going to give an account for it. Even the thoughts that we think, you know what? We're going to have to give an account for it. Every deed that we've done. And you know what? Everything, everything is going to be out there, folks. So it's important. It should be important to us to make sure that we are not allowing anything to interfere with our salvation. That should be number one. And you know what? That's a job. That's a job in this life. 
That is a full-time job because you have to guard your heart, folks. You have to guard your heart. You watch TV now. All up, look, your programs are perverted. Your commercials are perverted with everything now. I mean, used to be you could sit, if nothing else, you could watch a commercial and laugh about a funny commercial. Now, you can't even do that anymore because they're going to stick something perverted about homosexuality or, or unnatural stuff. And they figure, well, hey, I catch you laughing, you're going to laugh at this too. You have to guard your heart, folks. Why? Because you know what? We have an adversary. We have an adversary who's constantly laying, I I like to use the term, he's out there laying landmines. He's laying landmines waiting for you to step on a landmine and he's going to get you. He's going to get you. So we need to be, we don't need to neglect our salvation. We all in agreement on that. Well, if we're not, that's your problem. Number two, danger and lack of knowledge. Mm. Danger and lack of knowledge. If you have a lack of knowledge, whose fault is that? You don't have to pay any tuition. You don't have to enroll in any school to open up the Bible and study. Let me say that again. You don't have to enroll in any school. You don't have to pay any tuition to open up your Bible and study. If you have a lack of knowledge, it's because you choose to sit and be ignorant and not know. That's your choice. But you know what? You can't please God. You can't please God in that way. And you can't serve God. In the proper perspective, in the proper way, without knowledge. Hosea wrote, Hosea wrote over there in Hosea, what is it, four and six? He said, my people are destroyed for lack of knowledge because thou has rejected knowledge. I will also reject thee that thou shall be no priest to me, seeing thou hast forgotten the law of thy God. I will also forget thy children. Why? Because you know what? With a lack of knowledge, you don't even know who God is. Proverbs 1 and 7 said, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. How can you serve somebody you don't know? So you sit there and expect what? Well, God is love. He's going to understand. No, God don't wink at ignorance anymore. His winking days are over. The Bible said once upon a time, he winked at ignorance. He winked at this stuff. He gave gave man a a, a pass. But not anymore. Not anymore because we are commanded to study. Study to show thyself approved. And notice it says unto who? Unto God. God said, don't be concerned about people. Study to show thyself approved unto me. God said unto me. Same thing, Romans 12 and 1. When Paul said that you should present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto who? Unto God. Not unto him, but unto God. Which is your what? Reasonable. 
reasonable service. See, we get so caught up in trying to compare ourselves to each other. Man, you better save yourself. You better save yourself and get yourself right and learn all you can because you know what? We have an adversary. We have an adversary. And you know what? He's good at what he does. He's good at what he does. And he knows the scriptures. To, to be honest, he knows the scriptures better than you. Amen. How are you going to have a defense against somebody who knows the word of God better than you? You need some knowledge. That's right. You need some knowledge. You need to know I need Jesus. Amen. I need his help. Amen. I need my brothers and sisters to be praying for me. I need look, I need all of the forces I can get yes. from God. Because there's an adversary yes, who's waiting to take you down. Mm-hmm. Amen? Amen. Watch for the coming of the Lord. Matthew 24, 42. Watch for the coming of the Lord. Oh, he's coming back. Yes, he's coming back. And, and you know what the sad thing? Some of us, some of us just think we're slick. Mm-hmm. We figure, hey, I'm going to wait. Where well, the Bible said there are some certain things that are going to occur before he comes, so I'll just wait and then I'll just try to repent or get baptized before. No, it ain't going to happen that way, folks. You won't have time. Trust me. You will not have time. And I tell you right now, if you call me when, 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 when the heavens open and all that, you call me until I get baptized. You on your own. No, you need to be looking and preparing right now. You need to be preparing as every day is your last day or today is the day he's going to come back. Yeah. Amen. Because to be honest, you don't know. Right. You don't know. Right. You don't know whether you're going to die or you don't know whether or not he's going to come back. Amen. So wisdom would dictate what? Be ready. Be ready. The next one says the danger in refusing to repent. Acts 8 and 22. Danger and yeah. refusing to repent. You know what? I, 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 find, I find that just so amazing. That we can do wrong. And God is so loving, so merciful. So he's just so long suffering. He provided a way of escape from eternal damnation. But yet we will get so caught up in ourselves. We, we get so hung up in ourselves. We won't utilize what God has provided for us to use. Man. To escape that damnation. We'll, we'll look at other people and say, well, they do it. That's them. You did wrong. You need to repent. And sometimes we'll sit, we know we are in sin. We know we have done wrong. And we keep doing wrong. And you know what? We become complacent. We become comfortable in it. As if the sin is just going to go away. And the, the dangerous thing is, you can become so comfortable or you might just forget about it. But guess what? There, there are records being recorded in heaven. It's not forgotten about by God. That's right. That's right. 
What did Jesus say in Luke 13 and 3? I tell you nay, except you what? Repent. You shall all likewise what? Perish. And what did he say in verse number five? Same thing. I tell you nay, except you repent. Well, I forgot. I forgot. I didn't mean it. It's it not a matter of what you meant. We should be in the habit of when we do wrong, we need to be repenting. We go, we, 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 we keep doing wrong, and but some of us got a tally totaled up, you know, this long. Well, I forgot all about that. God have Amen. God have Remember, we all are going to stand before the judgment seat to give an account of the things that we've done in this body. Yes, sir. They're going to show up. They're going to show up, and in, the, in just a thought, just a thought. I sacrifice my only begotten son. Yeah. I sacrifice my only begotten son that you might have an avenue of repentance, yeah. that his blood can cleanse you and present you unto me without spot or wrinkle, and you chose not to use it. Man. What are you saying to God? Well, I understand what you're saying and what you did, but you know what? That doesn't mean jack to me. That's really what you said. It doesn't mean anything to me that Jesus came down, suffered, bled, and was crucified. It doesn't mean anything to me that they spit upon him. They put a spear in his side. It doesn't mean anything to me that they did all these things to him. And God, you sent him down for me because he didn't have any sin. He died for my sin. But yet he died for my sin, but I would not utilize what you provided for me to utilize to get out of sin. We need to take advantage of repentance. Because I tell you nay, except you repent, you shall all likewise perish. That's the book. Another sign, a warning sign, do not lie to each other. Colossians 3 and 9. Oh, that's so simple. That's so simple, but some folks just keep lying. Why is it so hard to just tell the truth? Why is it just so hard to tell the truth? If you don't have something, you don't have it. You can't do something, you can't do it. Let your yay be yay and your nay be. You get caught up in conversations and folks start talking about this and that and they have this and have that. You know, you just say, hey, I ain't got it. But no, you choose. I got to make up something to make it make myself feel like I'm fitting in. Stop lying. It's going to come back on you. Because you got to remember every lie you tell. The beauty about the truth is, I don't care how far down the road somebody inquire about it of you. The answer is still going to be the same. It's still going to be the same. You don't have to start sweating bullets. You don't have to start wondering, well, in what way did I answer? And 
what, what else do I need to do to make sure it's the same as life? No, the truth is just the truth. And you know something about the truth. It'll make you free. It will make you free. So guess what? Simple. Stop lying. Stop lying. You will say, well, church folk know better. They know. Yeah, they know better, but they still do it. So sometimes they need to be reminded. Another warning sign. Beware the dangers of alcoholic drinks. Boy, that would pop up around this time of the year, huh? Proverbs 23, 30 through 35. Oh, boy, you go over and over and over and over, over, over. Wine is a marker, right? right. Strong drink does what to you? Huh? Make you act crazy. You know, there are some people, if you can ask them, how did they lose their job? How did they lose that big paying job? How did, how did, how did they lose everything that they had? You know what? It all started at that Christmas party or that holiday party or some other party. And you know what? That one drink started it all. Yes, sir. It started it all. You know, I, when, when I worked for the government, I, I would never show up at none of the parties. Because I knew it was going to always be some foolishness. I would just wait the next day and wait for the investigative files. Or who we were going to have to take disciplinary action on. Because, see, it always was somebody when they got that idiot juice in them. Yeah. They decide they want to be Superman. Mm-hmm. Or they are really going to tell you how they feel about you. Amen. It's something about that idiot juice. And they start talking or even I've seen cases where guys went up to other men. Why? disrespected that woman and the guy was saying, man, gone. You've been drinking. You need to move on. No, man, she fine. Start grabbing on. And hey, here we go. Here we go. All because of what? That idiot juice. It alters your thinking. If we're commanded to be sober-minded, how can you be sober-minded and drunk at the same time and please God? And then the one that get me, you, you drink, somebody beat you behind and you all bruised up, broken up, and you wake up next day, don't even know what happened. But the sad part in all of this, you got some folks in the church who are trying to defend drinking. As much as the Bible teaches against it, they try to justify, well, I drink a little socially. How do you how do you break down alcohol and its content, whether it's socially or foolishly? Huh? It's consumed the same way. Oh, this alcohol is social, so it's not going to make you drunk. Mm. Wrong. (laughs) 
Why do we have to keep reinforcing this? Why do we have to keep bringing this out? Because you know what? There's an adversary out there. There's an adversary out there who would teach you and who would who would try to tell you there's a better way of escape from the pressures of life other than believing in some Jesus Christ. Well, sometimes I just need a little sip just to get away, just to escape. Escape from what? Huh? Because whatever it is you're drinking to escape from whatever it is you're trying to escape from is going to be there when you come back. Why not just trust in the Lord and turn the burden over to him? Yeah. Ask, ask many alcoholics. How did it all start? That first drink. That first drink. They had more confidence in that drink than they had in God. They thought that drink could solve their problem. Drinking is not the answer, folks. Amen. Drinking is not the answer. Amen. You, need, you need study to show thyself approved unto God. What, what, what does uh, Solomon write? He said, many, many men have been, they've been destroyed because of this idiot juice. Not only by a woman, but also by alcohol. Because you can't think soberly. You Man. can't think clearly. Warning sign. Amen. Well, Y'all mighty quiet. Avoid the party lifestyle. Romans 13, 13. Avoid the party lifestyle. Well. Let's look at Romans 13, 13. Let us walk honestly as in the day, not in the rioting and drunkenness, not in chambering or wantonness, not in strife and envy. Verse 14, but put on the Lord Jesus Christ and make not provision for the flesh to fulfill the lust thereof. I think that's self-explanatory. Huh? But, you know, I, I, I go there, I go there, not so much, I'm going there to drink, I'm not going there to do this, this, this. you know what? That's why the Bible says, study to show thyself approved. You may not be going there to drink. You may not be going there to do that. But the Bible also said, avoid every appearance of what? The Bible also says, evil communication corrupts what? You may go there with every clear intention in the world. Yeah. But let me tell you, influence, yeah. influence yeah. can get a hold to you. Mm-hmm. Boy, it might, it might be some woman or some man there that might change your mind. Mm-hmm. And they get, the, they, get the, they get the swing in their booty and, and bumping and grinding and everything. And you say, well, I ain't come here for that. And they, they, they keep bumping and grinding you enough. Next thing you know, well, I just do one dance. Well, I just have a little bit to drink. But you said that is not why you went there. 
So it says what? It said avoid, right? So what does it mean to avoid? See, sometimes we we put ourselves in situation because we won't just say straight up right there, then and there. No, yeah. no, thank you. Yeah. Amen. No, thank you. Don't even don't even entertain it. No, thank you. Don't want it. You stand there talking about something. Well, I don't know. I might let me check my schedule. Uh-uh. uh-uh. No. No. The, the word of God says, let us walk honestly. As in the day, not in rioting and drunkenness. That's right. So you're going to be honest or not? Huh? All right, let's move on. We're not going to get all of them, but we, this is in your bulletin in case you, you know, you might want to open that bulletin up and take it with you and share it with somebody. You could go out and evangelize with this. Avoid division. 1 Corinthians 1, 10 through 12, avoid division. And you know that this is something very important. We can talk among each other, not not to the world, to each other, because a a lot of times, you know, we we get this nature about us. We want to we want to talk crazy. We try to, in our own little slick way, promote so seeds of discord. Well, you know, I like him better than him, and I like prefer this. You know, that's your opinion. Keep it to yourself. That's right. You're not edifying. You're not building anybody up with that negative stuff. That's right. What's the old saying? You ain't got nothing good to say. What? I, I like to be more harsh about it. Shut up. Yeah. Folks say, kids always say, that's a mean word. Don't mean. No, they need to be mean. Because that's what you need to do. You have nothing good to say. Be quiet. If it's not going to build up, not for edification, you know what? Evidently, you're trying to do something to tear it down. We don't need that in the church. We have an adversary. Amen. We have an adversary who's at work trying to do that. Then if I call you a child of the devil, you'll get mad, right? We'll stop acting like one. Warnings to married couples. Hmm. Boy, first Corinthians said, boy, I could park here and I need several more hours. Hmm. Because so many folks are going to lose their souls on this subject right here. So many are going to lose their souls on this subject. So many wives going to hell. So many husbands going to hell because of this subject right here. Because they don't believe what the Bible teaches regarding marriage. How to treat one another. How to, how to respect one another. Yeah. Wives, subject, be submissive to your husband. Husband, love your wife and Christ, love the church. 
Why? Don't, 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 don't hold back from your husband. Do benevolence and unto your wife and everything. But we, we hear this crazy stuff out in the street. You hear this crazy stuff even in the church sometimes. Yeah. Child, if he, ain't, if he ain't doing what you want or whatever, all you gotta do, you know, you know what the wear, put put on put on some extra clothes at night. They let him know he ain't getting anywhere. Where that foolishness come from? Let, let me say this. And you don't even have to like it. But I believe the Bible supports it. Matter of fact, I know it does. Right there in chapter 7. Mm -hmm. You can't deny me what's mine. Amen. Amen. And that goes both ways. Yes, sir. Yes, it does. That's not just the husband wanting, desiring the wife. That's right. The wife desiring the husband. That's right. You can't deny me what's mine. Read the Bible. Yeah. Read the scripture. That's why I say what? Study. That's right. Study to show thyself approved unto God. Yeah. I don't care how frustrated, how mad you might be or what's going on, whatever. You know what? If you fear God, you, you, hey, you, you better fake it or do something. Yeah. Because it says plain as day. You know what? Your body belongs to your husband and your husband's body belongs to you. Amen. So how are you going to tell me what I can't have? That's right. Huh? That's Bible. You cannot deny me. And then folks always want to go into left field with some crazy stuff. Well, what if I don't feel good? Oh, we're talking to some sensible people. Nobody talk. If, if you married a man who, who don't have no respect for you, that if you sit and he still want to jump on top of you, and then you you married a fool. Amen. Amen. And you just you just a bigger fool for marriage. Amen. <laughs> but you can't be you can't be playing no games. Amen. Using sex as a tool to get what you want. Let me tell you something. If, if that's all you got as a willing and dealing tool to get what you want, you know what? That don't say a lot about you. He should love you that, hey, he, he want to get you whatever you want and desire to please you regardless of the sex. Amen. Amen. So what, so what happened when the desire for the sex leave? Yes, sir. Yes, huh? Sir. <laughs> you better wake up. Man. You better read the warning signs. Man. Young, uh, single folks? <laughs> Woo! There's something in 1 Corinthians also for single folks. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. He said... Don't touch her. Don't right. touch him. Well, ain't that wrong with a little? This is, it says don't touch. touch. Yeah, that's right. 
Can I ask you a question? I ain't trying to put you on the spot. You may have, so I ain't worried about getting you in no trouble. You, you met Shirley, right? Yes, you first saw her. I remember you saying, she's going to be my wife one day. Am I right? That's right. Thinking that, and you, you look forward to that day that said, man, I can't wait till we could be intimate and not be, not, not go against God, that we can do it the right way. Amen? Amen. Amen. The first time y'all held hands, did you feel any different? I'm just saying, just holding hands. No. Huh? I mean, what do you mean by that? I'm just, I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not saying you started lusting or whatever. I'm just saying. It, 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 was, a, it was a nice feeling. It was a nice feeling to, to hold hands. And see, that's what I'm saying. You ain't going to put me in But I'm simply saying, God know how he designed that woman. He know how he designed that man. It, it could be something as simple as holding hands that can light a fire in somebody. And I'm not saying that was the case. I'm just saying, you know what? You can sit here and play like you don't understand if you want to. Yeah. But it might start with holding hands. Yes, then it might start with a hug. Yeah. Then it's going to go on to a little kiss. Yeah. And next thing you know, you're rubbing. And you got friction between you. Yeah. And all the next thing you know, you know what goes on from there. Yes, so you know what Paul said? Don't touch her. Right. Don't touch him. To avoid fornication. Guess what? Don't touch each other. I don't hear that teaching in the church anymore. I don't hear it anymore. And folks look at me like I'm crazy when I quote it. But look at the situation in our society. Look at the situation in our society. You don't believe the warning signs. That's why so many are having babies outside of marriage. Because they don't believe it. And let me tell you, once you tap that faucet, once you do it, you're liable to act crazy. You want to fight your mama. You want to fight your daddy. To be honest, some, you'll act like a wild animal. Because God designed that thing that, hey, you only do that when you're married. So when the urge hits you, I don't care what time of the day or night or whatever, you got a husband or wife to do it with. You shouldn't be like a rabbit going around jumping in every hole that you come by. That's right. That's right. Won't get into the diseases you're spreading and then taking home and everything else. Yeah. Let me move on. 
one and against same-sex relationships. And we like to think this ain't a problem in the church. Man, please. This is being promoted. This is being encouraged in the schools. If the church don't take a stand against it, who will? Amen. The first line of defense should be at home. Amen. But some of us are listening to the foolishness of these so-called therapists and crazy folks out in the world. You need to allow your child to explore himself or herself. No. And let your child explore himself or herself in the word of God Amen. to get some knowledge that can help them. Amen. You were born a girl. You have a vagina. Yeah. You have a DNA for a female. Amen. There you have menstrual. You will have menstrual cycles one day and things that you're going to have that men don't have and do. I don't care how rough you dress up and how hard you might try to look, how buff you try to look, you're still a female. I don't care what you go get cut off and I don't care what you get cut in. You're still a male. I'm going to close on this one. Watch out for false teachers. First Timothy 4, 1 through 6. First John 4. So beloved, believe not every spirit. But do what? Try the spirit to see if it is of who? See if it's of God. Why? Because many false prophets have gone out. Into the world. And they will teach and they will lead people to believe one thing that has nothing to do with the truth. Man. Nothing to do with the truth. I like what I like what Paul says right here in Second Timothy 2. When he's talking to Timothy, he says, verse number eight, remember that Jesus Christ of the seed of David. Was raised from the dead according to my gospel. Paul said, The words that I'm speaking unto you, the things that I'm sharing with you, that I preach and stand for, you know what? That's power in what I'm saying. That's power. That's truth. That's power in what I'm saying. Jesus Christ, the Son of God, got up from the dead according to the words that I'm speaking. Amen. Sometimes I just don't believe we understand what we're handling when we're using the word of God. Man, we're handling some 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 explosive stuff. Yes, sir. We're handling something that can change lives. Yeah. If 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 Jesus Christ, the son of God, got up from the dead, according to the gospel that Paul preached. What was once delivered unto us? That same gospel. Yes, sir. 
And it's able to do what? It's able to bring us from death unto life. Just the same. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. yes, it is. If we're willing to study to show ourselves approved. Man. Folks, we have the warning signs. There are, there are many, many more yeah. throughout the Bible. Yeah. But these are just a few. We need to take heed to what the word of God has to say. Because one day, and you know what? It may not be as far off as you think. It just may not be as far off as you think. You don't get a second chance when you close your eyes. And you're not going to be able to blame anybody for your shortcomings. Because the Bible teaches you to study. Acts chapter 2. Peter says save yourself. It's, it's great to try to help somebody else along the way. But you better make sure you're ready. You know. Husbands need to make sure. Their house is in order. Yeah. To try to save their wife. And save their children. But most importantly. He need to make sure. He is right. You can't make people do what they don't want to do. Man. But you do have the power and the control to live right yourself. That's right. So folks, take the warning signs for what they're worth. They can help you. They can help you and they can keep you out of a lot of trouble. And help you from a lot of worry and stress. Just live godly. Take your burdens to the Lord. And leave them there. If you're here today. And you haven't made up your mind to. Turn your life over to Christ. Today would be a great day to do it. Yes, it will. Today would be a great day to do it. Because today is all you have. Amen. Let me say that again. Today is all you have. You don't have yesterday anymore. You don't have the future. You only have right now. How do you do it? Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. You hear the word of God. Hebrews 11 and 6 said, for without faith, you cannot please God. Well, what is faith? Faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence, the evidence of things. What? Not seen. So it's not built upon what you see. It's built upon what is written. Whatever God said, you need to believe it. You don't need any signs. You don't need anything else. You just need the word. That's good enough. Because all scripture is given by inspiration of who? God. Believe it with all your heart. Believe it. Repent of your sins. Have a change in the direction you're traveling. Hey, I was going that way, but now I know the truth. I see the direction the word of God is pointing me. I'm going to follow that way. Man. I'm willing to admit I've been wrong in the way that I've been going. Yeah. Confess Christ to be the son of God. 
Jesus said, hey, if you confess me before men, yeah. I'll confess you before my father, which is in heaven. Amen. Hey, deny me. Yeah. Hey, I'm going to get you in the end. Man. You, ever think, you ever thought about that? Jesus said, I'm going to get you in the end. I'm going to deny you before my father, which is in heaven. Yeah. Think about it. The only possibility we have of going to heaven, we have to be approved by the Lord. Amen. Can you see Jesus saying, that's one of mine. Yeah. That's one of mine. That's one of mine. Oh, I remember. When, no. What are you going to do? Protest? Huh? He said, I'm going to deny you before my father, which is in heaven. Well, if Jesus deny you before God, that means his blood isn't covering you. And if his blood isn't covering you, God is going to see you for what you are. Right. A bunch of filth, sin, ungodliness. But when you're covered with the blood, you have hope. Man. You have a chance. Yeah. Yeah. So confess him. Man. Be baptized today Man. for the remission of your sins. Man. Some preacher called me early in the week. I don't, I don't know who he was. He said from word of faith harvest or something or whatever. Mm. Just out of the blue. Say he just want to talk to me. And I said, okay. So we got to discuss talking about salvation. I said, well, let me ask you this. Because I said, you're smooth talking. You're trying to lead me to believe we believe the same thing. I said, you say you are of the church of God. I'm a member of the church of Christ. He said, we're the same. I said, no, we're not. That's right. I said, do you believe you're saved before baptism? He said, absolutely. Mm-hmm. I said, where is that in the Bible? Mm-hmm. He said, the thief on the cross. I said, where does it say he wasn't? Right. Baptized. What does it say he was? I said, you just don't know, do you? I said, but we know the one who's the one he was hanging next to could forgive and do whatever he wanted to. I said, that's bad example, bro. Try another one. Yeah. He got the babbling back. I said, I need Bible. I'm not interested in your theology. I'm not interested in your, your feelings, whatever. Well, you, you, you just don't want to listen. I said, no, I want Bible. Right. I said, Acts chapter 2 is a perfect teaching to show you what one must do. Verse 38, Peter gave instruction to do what? Repent. And do what? And be baptized. And be baptized. Who? Every one, Every one of you. By whose authority? Jesus. In the name of Jesus. For what? So did the remission of sins come before baptism or after? I said, that's a simple teaching right there. Oh, no, you're just trying to twist that to say what you want. I said, well, what does your Bible say? Read it. No, you you, you just don't want to listen. I said, no, you fit to talk to click. (laughs) I don't have time to talk to fools. I don't have time to talk foolishness. You, this is what he told me, and I hope he get watch this on YouTube. You, you better be careful how you talk to a man of God. 
I said, who told you you're a man of God? God did. I said, oh, God spoke to you. I said, in a voice. Yes. I said, well, the devil has a voice. How do you know it wasn't the devil? You're just trying to twist it. I said, you could have been drinking and heard voices. I don't know. I said, you can choose to want to call yourself whatever you want. But if you don't abide in the truth, the Bible says you're a liar. Yeah, man. Yeah. I said, I tried to be patient with you to teach you and to show you. You don't want to know the truth. So as, as Paul said in 1 Corinthians, if a man desires, if he want to be ignorant, let him be ignorant. And I said, I don't want to hang up in your face, but click is coming. Well, you just need to click. There are false teachers out there. And I'm saying, don't waste your time getting caught up trying to debate and argue with these folks. Just lay out what the Bible says. If they don't want to receive it, you leave them alone. Get yourself saved. Amen. Be baptized today for the remission of your sins. Live faithful unto death. For us who are members of the church, you've been ignoring these warning signs, just like many of us ignore warning signs about our health. Mm -hmm. Let me throw this in as a a public service announcement. Time for some of us to schedule our physicals. I could talk this trash now because I'm seeing a doctor. uh, I can talk that stuff now. Uh, every month I'm seeing the doctor, so hey. Time to schedule that physical. Time, time to schedule that. Uh, what? I, I, I could talk it now. I just had one last week. Colonoscopy. Time to get it, fellas. That's some good sleep. That'll put me to sleep. Doing me like that. That's right. We gotta take care of ourselves. Yes, sir. Yeah. So since y'all laughing, yeah. time, time, time for what? 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 What's the breast exam? Mammogram. Mammogram and all these things. That it's, it's time for it. Your body is a what? The temple of God, right? And He said you need to take care of it. Yes, sir. Word of God said you don't take care of it. God gonna deal with you. Let's get on top of it. We need, we need at least some halfway healthy people to go out into the world and, event, and evangelize. Man. We can't get 100%. I need you halfway healthy. Yeah. At least be able to drive. Amen. 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 What's our song? Yield not to temptation. 111. Yield not to temptation is our invitation song. Let us together stand and let us sing. Yeah.